Welcome back to another episode of Expanding with Erin. And today I have such a beautiful friend, um, sister, mother, all of the things to me um, that's going to be joining us, Mahina Nani Antonia. She is a channel and a moo medicine woman. And so I met um, Mahina in Kauai last summer, and she just guided me and my partner through the land and took us to some very beautiful, powerful places. And she is just such an incredible person to know. And I'm so grateful to bring her to you all um, to receive all of the magic and codes that I've been able to exchange with her. And so Mahina, can you share with us who you are, what you do, what what your your background is? Awesome. Yes. Aloha. First of all, I'd like to thank you for having me, sending so much aloha to you. Um, I was born in Hawaii and my mom is actually has roots in Africa and into Detroit. And um, my dad has roots going back um, the Hawaiian lineage and and Filipino um, kahunas or healers. Mm-hmm. And I since I was about three years old, I've been... Um, being visited by spirits and tree beings and water beings. And I just never had fear about it. And my dad, from a very young age, he said, never have fear in the ocean because you've already died in the ocean and you'll never die in it again. Mm-hmm. And so as a child, I was like, huh, okay. You know, <laughs> okay, I'll believe what you say. So we'd go, <laughs> we'd, we'd swim out, you know, the bait of our fishing pole in the middle of the night and, you know, surf big waves. And I just never had a fear of that. So I cultivated that in my life and in my practices of um, knowing that we are completely protected mm-hmm. with the elements. And when the move, when I started getting um, memories of my lifetimes um, about 20 years ago, just the different layers upon layers of what our, my soul has been through and then bringing it, trying to balance from um, being in a fantasy world of past lifetimes into the reality world of the 3D. And so implementing all of that, I've been able to do some healing practices as far as opening the throat, opening the heart, and coming into true acceptance with um, your plan on earth. (laughs) And so thank you for letting me share. And and today I really want to talk about um, the women and Mm -hmm. how we are, this is the golden age. We are being prepared to go into our unfolding of our highest self. Absolutely. And so you learned a lot of spiritual, really guarded and safe kept um, spiritual practices from your father who taught you some of the Hawaiian old or like ancient Mu ways. Is, is that right? Yes, well, he um, he was Kahuna Kahuna line, which is uh, you know like a priest of the Hawaiian lineage, mm-hmm. and he was also from Kahuna line from the Filipino lineage, mm-hmm. and that was my grandparents were actually able because they only ate pure foods and planted pure foods, they were actually able to levitate. Wow! 
in in certain ceremonies. And, and so this is what your father, like these are the types of things he would share with you <laughs> about yeah. your lineage. Well, he was said he was eight years old and they were sitting by the fire and his grandparents completely levitated. And so just having that inner knowing that it's possible, then you don't even question it. You go, oh, okay, it's possible. But he was also, in his type of work, it was exorcism. So he would get calls from all over, you know, the world. Please come and help me. I have um, disturbances. My kids can't sleep, you know, every form. And so I would go with him to these places and learn and watch and listen and be a bystander because he wouldn't let me, of course, participate. But I would see the intense protocols that he would have to go through. So coming forward, I always have that, like, you know, understanding of the importance of it. Sure. So it's sort of like you were born into this path that was always preparing you to step into your practices. And did you ever have a period of time where maybe you like disconnected from the practices or you weren't really using them or you weren't really like working with the ancient ways and then had maybe a sudden awakening where it all started to to come back online? Oh, absolutely. I completely, when I moved to Tahiti, I was deep in, you know, um, the prayers and everything. And then I met my husband and we had children. And I realized because I saw my dad go through intense, like almost death experiences where the spirits would be completely in battle with him. In my heart, I was like, that is not for me. Sure. At, at that moment, I'm like, I'm a mother and my children could be in danger. So mm-hmm. I literally just shut it off for about 10 to 15 years as mm-hmm. my children grew and then, you know, throughout that time, there was always opportunities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always my, my dear mentor, Auntie Hipua from Tahiti, she would she was completely psychic. And she has one of those memories that she remembers the names, the valleys, the legends. And so, you know, like two in the morning, she'd be like, we got to go to the valley. And this was in Tahiti. And I'd be like, okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would go into deep prayers and we would see, you know, spirits and understand the teaching. So it was always there. But as I came, I, mean, I moved back to Kauai um, with my mom going through cancer and everything. It was like a calling back to Kauai that I couldn't deny. And so I picked up my whole life in Tahiti and came back. And then I really started going into a meditation and getting so many downloads that was super overwhelming because it was like um, I almost had to put my, ch- I wouldn't say put them on the side, but I had, I couldn't deny what I had to do. Sure. And as we're talking about this, I can't help but feel the presence of your father and so much of your lineage here. I'm like, I see him like right next to you. I'm like, whoa, that is some powerful energy. <laughs> kind of even making my eyes tear up a little bit because I feel all of the ancestors who are, um, they've been waiting for these times for so long. They've been waiting for so long. And so that makes me think about, you know, 
you are a, a moo medicine mother, a moo medicine woman. And I just want everyone to understand that moo is you're referring to ancient, ancient Lemuria. Is that correct? Well, moo was actually the first civilization with what, what the earth told me, you know, you sure. can go by the stars and of course there's no time. Mm-hmm. So once the earth started talking to me, <laughs> you know, like when I lean up against my mountain, Mama Lahoa, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, you better listen. I'm like, yes, mom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then Moo was like, you know, and so there's really no word for that first seeding of this earth. And mm-hmm. so when we came down, we were called and that was like a deep, like, oh, are we were in the, as you know, the cosmos and our heart tug, like the string of our soul was literally being called to this earth. And so as we like accepted it, right. Cause it's acceptance. I accept to come, I accept to fulfill my promises And what I understood was she, this is her story. This is the earth story where she becomes uh, a star, where Mm -hmm. she goes into her graduation and she literally invited us to join her. This is not, this is kind of our story, but this is more her story. So that's why, (laughs) you know, his story goes into his story. It's actually her story. So as we turn this whole thing back into the womb space, um, Mu was was where the water came down. So as we came down from the cosmos, we blew the ha, the air into the vai. So the ha vai. And that's what I understood from my um, mentor in um Aotearoa, New Zealand, she's like, nowhere in the world is that name. Ha Vai. So that marks the beginning. When the breath was blown into the water that made a mountain. Sure. When we came down and we and then boom, made valleys, made beings, made whatever we wanted. <laughs> And this makes me think about the star mothers and the seeding of original civilizations. Um, And this is actually, I met you at the star mothers retreat um, in Kauai. So this is all coming full circle. Can you share with us about a little bit about the star mothers and their role in this sort of await, this reawakening and coming back to truth? Mm that's happening right now? Mm -hmm. Well, um, what I understood, we had an amazing gathering in 2017 with all of these elders um, from Colombia, New Zealand, the the Maoris, the Aborigines from Australia, the Native American Indians, the Hawaiian Kahunas, um, the Alaskan Kahunas, like it was profound. And what he had been told since he was three years old is the pendulum, okay, the pendulum of life, it goes about 7,000 years dominant masculine, 7,000 years dominant feminine. So we've been on this pendulum and we just came out of the masculine. 
So that whole time period, the Kali Yuga, the, um, you know, how long it takes, because it's all mathematical, you know, I don't have the numbers, I don't want to say false information, but we just came out of a cycle of the metal age, which is dominant masculine. And so what he said is this is the first time in her story, his story, that both of the pendulums rest at the bottom and now we're into balance. And so as we come into balance, um, you can hear some people um, speaking into the importance of being a king, um, king codes, which means building a kingdom, protecting your queendom. So there has to be an understanding that we have roles sure. and, and we accept that. Like we're giving birth. We are the birthers. So that means when the queens, when the um, first grandmothers came down, and this is what I understand from Kauai or Mano Ikalani Po, which is the shark that comes from the darkest, deepest heavens. That's actually Kauai's real name. And so that means what I understand was that she volunteered to come down first. She was a firstborn daughter. Mm -hmm. So when she was born, um, all of the codes, the garden of Eden codes, the, um, the move continent, the um, heaven on earth, that was original plan. And so they seeded that into the earth and then all souls, oh, I got chills, all souls pass through this, this um, crystalline, crystalline, and that's where you get the Christ. It's actually crystal, crystalline consciousness where we were seated and where we were actually able to absorb um, the keys to bring us to today. Because it was it was an evolution, right? If we are everywhere, every time, doing everything, we have memory and we have knowledge of what's going to take place. So that's why the acceptance part is we can't blame. The whole blaming thing is is sure. mute because we are creator beings and we can see into the future and we're like, okay, at this time period, this is going to unfold. And we're going to have a huge evolution of consciousness, of gathering, of unity. And then we're going to go back into the dark ages. And then we're going to come back out again. So right now, what the grandmothers are telling me is they seeded, we seeded the codes and the, the keys to this understanding in the water. Mm, okay. And that why the water bearers are so important. And that's why the sacred springs and the sacred, you know, even the ice caps, north and south, they're holding all of this information in the ice. And that's why it's actually important for the ice to melt, to go into the water, for us to drink it, for us to absorb it back into mm -hmm. us. Mm, I see. I see. I'm seeing mm -hmm. all of these Akashic sort of gatekeepers, be it um, a glacier or a mountain or the whales who are amazing at recording our Earth's history. But they're all holding this story, mm -hmm. 
holding the true story and waiting for us to be at a point in consciousness where we can reclaim the the true and real story to empower ourselves. And Mm -hmm. that's the role that I see the star or like the, the remembrance of the star mothers is just like the, the original um, galactic mothers from different star systems that supported the seeding of this planet so that we could have this whole unfolding. But I love what you mentioned about not being in the victim frequency, because once you accept that it's all a part of a plan that we've all um, pre-signed up for and knew was going to happen for the purpose of evolution and expansion of consciousness, you can just be in harmonic flow with what's taking place now to be present and not stuck in the past of what has been our collective pain. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's where, you know, you have the different techniques come in. The forgiveness, you know, the ho'oponopono to make right, right. Like the ponopono is is just a state of acceptance. Mm -hmm. You have accepted it. And ho'o is like a motion of making it happen. And that was a very important, um, you know, going back, you never know how far back all of these happened, right? Because it's just codes that kind of ripple down. And it's definitely been, um, you know, I hear a lot of hubbub about it, like, oh, that's not Ho'oponopono or, you know, this whole cultural misrepresentation is one of those things that I don't play in that paradigm because, good and bad, wrong and right. It's like judgment. Okay. So what it comes back to is that frequency of medicine is based in forgiveness. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So Michael was telling me, he's like, you know, even if it's not done perfectly, but it needs to be, I'm not saying that the protocols aren't very important. That understanding of, I do forgive you. You know, that is where um, what I understand, what I understand is like the, the knots. Okay. So every single person you have been emotional with, which is a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently we're emotional Uh beings. Yeah. We're emotional (laughs) beings. So we're all like tangled. Uh So we connect a cord. Mm. We connect a cord. It's just a little cord. And that is where, you know, a lot of my teachings goes into with the sisterhood wounds is we connect cords that are um, part of our spiritual hygiene. Okay. So the spiritual hygiene is really, really, really vital. And I'm trying to bring that more out into the awareness that how we dabble in it. And for example, like say I see somebody and they got a crazy outfit on, just example. (laughs) And I go, oh, wow, that looks ugly. You know, I actually, with my mind and my energy, I have just thrown a dart at her. Mm -hmm. It's a little dart. It's not a big one, but it's still a little dart and it, it gives her a little poke and you know, I move on with my day. I don't even think about it. But as we throw darts every day, and then sometimes on the road, maybe you throw a spear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, get off the road. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. that is all connecting you to these P 
people because you are now creating an emotional bond, Mm -hmm. if you will, which is just coming in right now and the bonding, right? So as we go into full acceptance and the first part of that acceptance is I take full responsibility for me. I am the divine. I am co-creator with my creator. I have a spark of my creator in me. And that is my navigation system. So once you realize that you are your navigator through time and space, Mm -hmm. then it's like this settling in the first part of the prayers. It's like, oh, okay, I am here. I got this. Like, I chose this. I'm Mm -hmm. capable of this. And the first part of the forgiveness really is... um, forgiving self, right? Because how many times did you compromise? Did you make a bad decision? Did you, you know, eat poisonous food or, you know, it just goes on and on the list of what we can do to actually harm ourself, our soul, our spirit. So once you go into um, that frame of mind of the quantum field that we are affecting everything in the universe Mm. by having that inner love and inner peace. It's like you completely connect to the source and your source information is overflowing. So you have this overflowing understanding that is able to flow out into collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. if you will. And so the example, I know I'm, I'm all over the place. I got, there's so many oh, things. No, no, it's okay. My brain right now. I'm like, wait, wait. Great. It's great. Just, let me finish. <laughs> Go um, ahead. It's great. When you have an energy with somebody, there's a knot. Okay. There's a knot. And it's like a tug of war, right? Because if you imagine a hose because we're energy, a hose that has been plugged, right? And then the water pressure is coming here, the water pressure is coming here. And it's like, it's a Mm -hmm. tug of war. Mm -hmm. And then it will burst and there will be a huge drama something. So once we can literally go, I am responsible for this. Please forgive me. Like I really ask with all of my heart and it's not just oh hi forgive me i love you we're i love you know it's not that four sentence thing and that's the kind of thing maybe the hawaiian practitioners are like okay that's it i love you i forgive you that's what i wanted to ask you about because i know you shared with me Uh that the ho'oponopono practice was actually could be days or weeks or months and it was some of your, wow, like your public accountability practice yeah. to make amends with whatever you had done. Can well, you what happens is, there, what happens is, okay, so like say right now, what we're doing is kuka kuka, which is talking story. We're an understanding information and it's kind of just like a weaving. We're weaving kuka kuka. Mm-hmm. Um, Ho'oponopono is actually when you call out an action. So you're actually, if there was a crime, like a murder 
or like a devastation where, you know, because in ancient times, there was no misdemeanors. <laughs> there was no like, oh, I'm just going to steal from you and it's going to be okay. No, uh-huh. it was not accepted. So hence it never happened. I mean, of course, never, never. Right. But there sure. was a lot less crime. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what it would have to happen is three elders from each party. Okay. So like, say we have a problem. I'm calling you out. I would have to have three elders representing me and three elders representing her that could be the witnesses, um, the accountability of, I've known this person my whole life. This is what I know about them. And the process, you know, could go a year, up to a year and maybe even more because it has to be like super, you know, preyed on and prayed over and saw through because a lot of times at the end of that process, you would be put to death. So that's why the whole ponopono is not taken lightly. It's not like, oh, I forgive you. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Do you really <laughs> forgive me? Or are we just going to, you know, open that bag of worms tomorrow? So uh-huh. that's why it's, you have to be ready. You have to be ready. And what I usually do, what I find when I go into my deep, because it's almost when I have people and I guide them through it, it's almost like a meditation hypnosis. Sure. Because I'm actually taking them back into when it happened. Mm -hmm. And like going through the layers and going into your Akashic record so we can unravel Mm -hmm. And take accountability of, oh, I started this. Mm -hmm. Okay. So calling back the pieces. So as we are fragmented, right? Because as you know, every time we make a decision, every time we um, interact with people, we actually fragment. Like a piece of our soul goes. Mm -hmm. And that's why that whole emotional part, and especially the sex part. Like when you have sex with somebody, you're giving them a piece of your life force. Mm-hmm. which is almost like a piece of you and you're taking a piece of them. So that's why it's not, I wouldn't say look down upon or anything, but it is the spiritual hygiene part where all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, I feel so drained. I feel like this person is sucking the life out of me. Mm-hmm. It's because they literally have a cord into mm-hmm. your sacral chakra Mm-hmm. Right, because that's where it all happens. Yeah, and straight to theirs, and they're literally, you know, thinking about you, fantasizing about you, um, you know, doing all the things about you. So that energy is unconsciously being sucked, and then those that little poke, you know, the little, um, the little, the dart, dart mm-hmm. the little dart I threw at somebody. There's a drip. It's right. not a hose. It's just a <laughs> drip, drip, drip of my life force. And sure. so the first thing I usually do in, in protocol is call all myself back. Sure. So I'll just sit there and I can feel like um, I'm like, please, you know, I think about all the peaceful people I've been sexual with because that's the strongest bond and then emotional with and then um, actually have the same blood with. You know, because that's a big pull too. Family members are really big pulls. So I call back all of my pieces 
And it's almost like to make it light, I call back my wings Mm -hmm. and I give them their wings Mm -hmm. to be able to fly free and thank them in the process of my meditation. I'm thanking them for the lessons, the tears, the blood, the drama, right? (laughs) all Uh those things that we apparently needed to do together. It's like the forgiveness, the forgiveness is the strongest practice that keeps us in that space of spiritual hygiene or else we're just accumulating all these cords and these darts and these drips and these, you know, and yeah. it's all just, they're like energetic leakages. Yep. That, and then we look up one day and a illness has manifested or, manifested or we have repetitive cycles in our life that keep showing up and we can't figure out why. But energetically, it's just because all of these cords are just yes. tangled up in the field, connecting each and every way. And I recently went to Sedona, Arizona, and yes. the indigenous ascended masters of that land um, began working with me and their whole thing was about forgiveness. Wow. And what was really powerful is that they were teaching me about how like within the circle of life, every every phase has its place within that circle. So they were like kind of showing me this battlefield of like this spiritual warfare, like these different interactions or things that I had been experiencing with people. And they were like, it doesn't mean you don't honor what happened on the battlefield. You did what you needed to do on the battlefield. But now as it settles, we clean that energy up with the forgiveness, which is the lost practice of all of the indigenous groups. They understood that within the circle of life, there's death, there's war, there's battle, there's like it just exists. It's a part of the game. But then we reconcile with forgiveness. And I think that's something that our like modern society doesn't really understand because we have no accountability protocols. Yeah. We have no elders essentially um, setting the framework for how to, how to navigate these times. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I can feel, you know, throughout these last, I don't know, five years, I've really had a gathering of elders and, and -hmm. spiritual like-minded people like you. And it's just in my heart, it like overflows with joy because I feel like it's a family reunion. Oh yeah. Every time we're together, like, like, oh, it's so fun. <laughs> no, you can feel like a relief almost mm-hmm. like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we're down here. We're the ground crew. Right. We're in the ditches. Uh-huh. You know, where's my backup? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then, and then what's happening with the grandmothers is they're actually those downloads are keys. It's like a, um, a exit plan almost like we're not going to come down into this low dimension without an exit plan, <laughs> you know? And that's why I feel like all these, you know, podcasts and information, it's almost like a, uh, a hurricane of information because they're like, okay, learn, 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 do, 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 do. And uh-huh. then we're like, whoa, okay, let me, let me digest that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about you, but last year I felt like I died at least 10 times. Oh my goodness. Um, I, are you kidding me? <laughs> my sense of time has been totally warped and I feel like I, like four years happened. Yes. 
over the span of 2023. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's insane. it's insane. Well, because we're timeline shifting. Mm-hmm. So we actually are doing lifetimes within a small frame. Oh, yeah. And especially if we dive into, you know, um, the plant medicine and the deeper teachings of our ancestors and of this earth it's like in one night you can you can do nine lifetimes apparently yeah i want to talk about the sisterhood wound which is this sort of distrust between feminines and all of the the feminine shadows that show up since Mm -hmm. the fall of Mm -hmm. feminine consciousness and I think we should start with, if you have anything that's coming through on this, um, mm. like the, the the queen archetypes, the distorted queen archetypes, mm-hmm. and how that even fits into the draconian star mothers. What they're showing me is that there's layers Mm -hmm. of this feminine fear. Mm -hmm. It's a fear of not being loved, Mm -hmm. not being protected, and not being able to protect our children. As we are feeling vulnerable, we do wild things. Sure. Like we will compromise our morals to have that protection from a man or we will compromise um, our sister to actually take her man. I mean, there's layers of how this unfolds and what I understand one of my, one of my um, lifetimes was an Amazonian queen mm-hmm. and we were very masculine Right, because it's one of the one of the um, feminine power struggles where the pendulum was completely ruled by women. The whole earth was ruled by women, sure. and so we would enslave men. We would eat men. I mean, it was not a good thing. It was literally where there was this powerful women figures who actually um, abused each other. And I don't like to bring in too much of that, like that, that paradigm, because we lived through it. And what I take from it is what I learned from it. Mm -hmm. So going forward, um, there's this mistrust and there's also a mistrust from men. Okay. So let's just have an example. Um, A woman is beautiful and sexy and vivacious. Mm-hmm. And she knows what her powers are as far as um, how she dresses, um, how she affects men. She'll walk by and they'll be like, whoa, you know, they're, they're just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we play with that. Oh, yeah. So what we're doing is through the times, because we just came out of the hardest male energy of actually being sex slaves Mm -hmm. 
actually mm-hmm. sex symbols. So mm-hmm. sexy is the only way to be. Like, you know, this whole internet thing, it's like if I'm not looking sexy or, you know, putting out the all the symbols and signs, then I'm not going to get the likes and whatever. Which so, is I won't be loved. I won't be lovable if I don't. Uh-huh. I won't be lovable if I'm not desirable. Yes, yes, yes. So that's a distorted program of coming back into um, the sacred womb. Okay, mm-hmm. so if we're going to take our rightful place as women, which means we are the heart of the family. We are the heart. We are the nurturers. We are the caregivers. And that's with like free will and joy. You know, not like force, like you better stay home and cook and clean. No, this is like, I love taking care of my children. Like that was the most honor to be able to nurture them. And then that man to be able to stand up, provide, um, protect, provide and protect. And so as we go into a new thought consciousness where women will be not the ruler, and not the slave, but the the balance. It's the balance. We have to look at each other and trust each other. So the biggest wounding in women is actually coveting each other's life. You have it easier. I'm a single mom. You have a rich husband. You know what I mean? It's like this whole thing, like we're coveting. And so what happens is, um, another example, let's just say your sister is at your house and you go to work husband's there the sister walks out with like a really slinky see-through little thing and uh, oh you know what I mean it's like already the signals and the like emotions are starting to rock and roll the cords are getting connected Mm -hmm. the energy you go into a fantasy of like ooh, what would that feel like um take you know here and all your senses start coming online. Mm-hmm. So we have to not betray, first of all, ourself. Mm-hmm. And second of all, our sister, because our sister, when you have a group of women friends, and I have really, really um, cultivated my friendships even more in the last 10 years of the healing of the death. can't hear you Mahina yes and so there's so many layers of um what women actually do to each other because we are so in our emotions all the time mm-hmm. that we are very clear when we go into a distorted area and being you know I would say abused by men or even us abusing them, whatever a relationship abuse of Mm -hmm. emotional trauma, we um, build up, we put on our masks. So Mm -hmm. we have like, you know, that the, um, the warrior, the victim, the, the hero, the, um, the prostitute, the, the crone. I mean, there's so many types of, beings that one person can be it's like when we come into this um peaceful platform of sisterhood Mm 
Mm-hmm. It's where you're safe to be yourself. Mm-hmm. You can be yourself. And you can be your um, your raw little girl self. Right, right. And I see this as an extension of competition because women have been like in this most recent cycle, put in a position where we have to be liked or desirable to basically be chosen or picked. It's like, well, if only so many of us can be chosen or picked to have a husband or to be courted, that type of thing, then it means that you are my competition. You can't be my sister because we're competing for, you know, like this small amount of resources or Myth, basically, right? But it's really just a survival tactic. And it's something that's been implanted within our consciousness. But now, as we come into this golden age, we have to reverse that paradigm that Mm -hmm. um, there's like this trophy that we have to fight and get. So that means that in the process of that, we um, we step on each other's toes. Even like this example that you gave of like the woman goes to work and her sister comes out in like this very, you know, seductive outfit at the core, someone would only be doing that from a place of lack, right? Mm -hmm. Because I have to get your man for whatever reason, um, to satisfy a void, but it's really Mm -hmm. just a distorted template that people are operating from because we were all taught to believe that we weren't enough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's where the um, spiritual hygiene comes in. And that's where the mixed signals come in. So I've talked to a few men on how they're affected by that. And they're actually really overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what she wants. Help. And I'm like, I know she doesn't know what she wants either. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. So what it comes down to, it's like, if you want to be treated, right, because we all want to be treated like a queen. Let's get real. We want to be nurtured and protected and, you know, have a house around us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's our dream. When you think about, oh, I just want to be a queen. You don't want to be a princess. You don't want to be a slave. So what actually does a queen do mm-hmm. to nurture her king? Right? Like she lifts him up. And she supports him and she um, nourishes his soul. And because with one word, with women, our words cut. And with men, their actions cut. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They'll do that action. They'll go with, you know, don't come home or whatever. And then the women are like, you're a loser. I hate you. And then the man's like, right. So it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's really mean. You know, there's a lot of meanness under the surface of, you know, you're not being the thing. And um, so what we have to understand is we are the engineers. Okay. So the heart, the feminine energy in the whole universe is what's engineering. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we are the noun. Feminine woman is a noun and masculine is a verb. Mm -hmm. So we are being and they are doing. Mm -hmm. 
So if we're not completely clear with our instructions, like this is how you love me and tell me how I can love you. Like I just went through this most amazing course with um, Keone Hanale about being in your true self. Like what is your nourishment? What is the name of your womb? What is the name of your heart? What are the materials that make up your soul? Like it was so deep and profound that so many people are so distracted that they don't even dig into the core of the problem. They're just going to add on more problems. And then all of a sudden we're in overwhelm, we're depressed, or we're taking antidepressants <laughs> because yeah. it's a source of numbing to just turn off the brain and the criticism, the self-criticism. Mm-hmm. And what I'm hearing is that when they're just giving me more so, they, they're talking about the draconian um, mm-hmm. infiltration and mm-hmm. that when those beings infiltrate a civilization or a planet, they always start with breaking the feminine leadership because the feminine is connected to that multi, that mm-hmm. universal heart creation energy that you're talking about. And once that energy is, once um, a civilization or a planet is disconnected from that cosmic womb energy, mm-hmm. it's chaos it's distortion, it's out of balance. Uh, So if the queen doesn't know that she's the queen, that's the beginning of the fall because now she's not connected to the heart. And this, this feminine leadership that's coming back into, you know, swinging back into that like pendulum cycle, but from a, from a undistorted place is simply Mm -hmm. that we lead in love when we're truly connected to the cosmic mother, the cosmic father. Mm -hmm. And for us to get there, it's going to take forgiving, just forgiving what ourselves for what we've done out of distortion and what the masculine has done to us out of distortion, understanding Mm -hmm. that this has all been a part of like an infiltration to just like cause pure hell on this planet. Literal pure hell. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It was a complete hijacking of consciousness. And that is what, um, if we go back into the Mu understanding, um, the agreements we made with the earth were, if my body is in danger, which means if the earth is possibly going to blow up, that's when star beings Christ beings, uh, angelic beings, masters of the universe can actually step in mm-hmm. because this was a free will zone. And that's even why all of these beings um, distorted, evil, manipulating. I don't even know. There's a million lists of what they are, but even the AI influence was able to come in because it's a free will zone. And so the only way that they could actually interfere with that distortion is if her body was in trouble. Mm-hmm. And going into the atomic bombs and the nuclear bombs, that's actually when it got triggered where um, the harmonic convergence. So the harmonic convergence was 11-11. I think it was 92 
1992, right? Because it's 1111. Um, my dad sent me to Tahiti. It just happened to be where I was going to go to Tahiti with um, 10 prayers. And um, his his bone amulet, his all his protective, you know, tools. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm 18 and my sister's 12. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, on this day, you have to pray every single hour. You have mm. to pray the sunrise and you have to pray the sunset because all of us across the entire world are praying together. And there was literally millions of humans praying. And he was at the um, the crater on the big island at Kilauea at the volcano. And the volcano was bursting. And there was hundreds of um, people gathering of all races, you know, lots of Hawaiians, of course. And we were praying literally to our creator mm -hmm. to help us. Mm -hmm. Like, help us. This is not the plan. Like, we need massive amounts of help. So it actually turned the sands of time and um, the 2012 timeline came in. Mm -hmm. So that was when um, the Kali Yuga stopped 26,000, I don't know, 500. I don't want to say wrong numbers, but that cycle, the Kali Yuga came to an end where um, the darkest of dark ages went kaboom. And that's when they were able to interfere. And by interfere, I mean literally born into physical bodies. Mm -hmm. So all the angels, all the Christ beings, all the Buddhas, all the Jesus, the Marys, they came into body mm -hmm. so that they could bring enough light to the earth carrying and supporting this love grid, if you will, because we were actually stuck in a matrix grid of death and rebirth and a source of like vampiring our energy. And, you know, that's sure. a whole other story that you've gone into many times. But what that did is it kind of um, cleared the slate. So instead of having multiple timelines, we now have two-ish timelines where you have the heaven realms and you have literally the hell realms. Mm -hmm. And so going into, and in my understanding, it is a victory. So when the Mayan calendar stopped at 2012, it was because literally they saw nothing after it because it was a clean slate. It was where spirit, earth, you know, heavens, air, wind, everything was able to um, be fluid and be new, like a new earth. And so that's why the women are really, really, really important in engineering Okay, because we're engineering. If you imagine an engineer, we're engineering the new earth. Mm -hmm. And I speak on it um, in my TED talk about systems that make sense. Okay, like systems that make sense is water that flows from Mauka to Makai or mountain to ocean without being stopped. With the, you know, it flows through the taro fields, it throws, it flows through the farms and it goes out to the ocean without being blocked. There's so many um, natural processes that need to come back into play versus, <laughs> you know, 
um, abusing our earth and destruct, uh, you know, um, all of the minerals and the oils, like, you know, what we're doing to her desecration of trees and everything. And so as we come back into an understanding of systems that make sense, then we will give clear instruction, okay? Because in the sisterhood wounds, there is so much distorted instruction. Like, look at me. I barely have anything on. Um, look at me. Give me attention. But don't touch me. Mm-hmm. And how dare you touch me? And the guy's just kind of going, well, you look like you want to be touched. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like, sure. we're giving cross signals. So they become completely confused because mm-hmm. they're action. We're the noun. We're, we are the mm-hmm. like setting the course. And if we set a course that's unstable or, you know, multiple partners you know, I'm not, I myself is not good enough for you. So I will allow you to have multiple partners Mm -hmm. so that, you know, and all of a sudden now we have a competition. Now we have uh, coveting, like you love her more. So it's one of those things where once we come into full um, balance into our unihipili, which is our, our womb, and we give clear instruction of how can you love me? Well, my personal womb, her name is Bliss, and she loves, love <laughs> she loves, yeah, she loves the sunshine on her face. I love when trees bloom. I love the joy of laughter. I love the excitement of catching a big wave. I love mm-hmm. hugs and I love um, nourishing and cooking and these are things that nourish my soul. Mm. And so I can give clear instruction to a partner and go, this is what nourishes me. And we can really work together mm-hmm. in it. And then now tell me what nourishes you. So there's no distortion. Like we're, we're, we're like, as soon as you see it come in, boop, change. Mm-hmm. change the thought pattern, change the brain signals, reform them. I mean, there's so many great teachers out there about changing the brain, right? Like Joe Dispenza for a reason, you know, for just like what, as soon as that thought pattern comes in, like, um, let's just say jealousy, just go, Oh gosh, I'm three things. I'm so thankful for my grandchildren, my sons, um, the sun, the sunny day. Sure. It neutralizes the energy. The energy neutralizes it. Mm -hmm. Sure. I want to just, because I know there are some same sex relationships in terms of people who, you know, engage with this content and people who may be practicing polygamy or different types of things. And my perspective is that it's about the frequency from which we engage in anything. And so this is not meant to be like a, you know, um, yeah, don't do this sexual only conversation yeah. and that this is bad. And I just wanted to say that because I know some people take some things and like yeah. really take it personal. It's whatever we're doing. Are we truly doing it from a frequency of love or are we secretly being are we secretly operating from a place of lack? or yeah. a place of competition, or yeah. a place of, of I'm not good enough, so this is actually why I'm doing whatever that I'm doing. Yeah. So just, you know, 
No, I definitely have a full thing that I can speak into that that just came in. So it's really, if you even step back, right, just step back out of the 3D, step back out of the body. Mm -hmm. Um, When we came in, we were etheric. Sure. We We were light. We were energy. And so the relationship that we had with other souls, like you could just look at another woman or man being Mm -hmm. and have a complete heart Mm -hmm. activation, even all the way up to an orgasmic feeling Mm -hmm. because it was completely psychic. So we could see into each other and we could see the, the, the glory of God, the creation. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I am completely not against any kind of mixed relationships because that is your heart. Mm-hmm. It's a heart to heart. And awesome. it's really um, when it comes down to, and that's the instructions, right? That's the false instructions of like, you're a sinner. No, this is literally between your heart mm-hmm. and your creator's heart. Mm-hmm. And so if someone volunteers to come into your story, right? Mm-hmm. Cause this is your story, your universe, to teach you a lesson or to give you love or even to have sexual connections. It is there to explore feelings, Mm -hmm. intentions, lessons. Mm -hmm. And then that's the part where you give them back their peace, right? Because I've learned this. Thank you for this lesson. Like even all the way down to the murder, like this person, the soul volunteered to teach me if it's to, mur- you know, if it's a worst case scenario, they murder a family member. And I all of a sudden have this whole complete um, activation of like hatred and forgiveness Mm -hmm. on such a deep level, Mm -hmm. they've actually volunteered for you to give you this lesson. So you can't really do that's going into the blame game. Like it's your fault. Mm -hmm. It's nobody's fault. It's just the evolution of what your personal soul needed. If you need multiple partners to feel fulfilled, that's a season. Right. Right. It's a because yeah yeah when we come back into self we're self-fulfilled sure because we're overflowing with god's source and then at that place when you have interactions with people it goes to a heart-to-heart realm and that's where the sisterhood is so strong because once the sisterhood locks arms Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. locks arms Yep. And sings and cries. I got chills all over. Sings and cries. Like, you know, we have been like, oh, even my sons are like, mom, where are you going with your hippie friends? You know, <laughs> you're dancing under the moon. Like, what are you doing? Oh, and I'm yes. like, oh, I'll make that's where the magic is. The magic. Tell me if you knew. Feminine collaboration and friendship and sisterhood. And it's just, you know what it is? It's, deeply healing to the heart. Mm -hmm. There's something about the experience of receiving feminine love that's very different than receiving masculine love. And so 
because largely we've been out of balance where love has been filtered through the masculine, like how we relate to love, how we give it, how we receive it Mm -hmm. as a collective, we're all yearning for feminine love. And so, um, Source started putting so many women such as yourself on my path to reconnect me to feminine love. And it's just, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful and healing. And I think this is a perfect time for a feminine heart healing Mm -hmm. or a cleansing of wounds. If you have any codes, light language. Mm -hmm. Move prayers, anything coming through to support us with. Yeah, yeah, I can feel. I can feel it's it's actually, and that's one of the main reasons why they actually um, made Hawaiians stop speaking Hawaiian is because it's literally a light language. A light language, mm-hmm. and every syllable and every vowel is like a story, and oh so as you weave into these stories. It's, um, you know how they say like light language, when you speak light language, um, if you're super in tune, you can understand the words, but in general, you can't. And so this form, even other indigenous languages, the African, you know, there's so many roots in light language Mm -hmm. um, that, yes, I'm feeling, um, this is, this is, I feel that peace that. In this prayer, this was the first prayer my dad always told me, this is the one, you never forget it, because it calls upon the three layers. So it's the the soul, the spirit, and the body. Mm-hmm. And it's calling them home, ehomai. It's calling all that information home into your womb space. Mm-hmm. And like everything that is inside you, so it's inner. We have the inner world which is inside our minds, inside our universe, calling it forward. And we have everything outside our body calling it forward so that we can be in alignment and in full instruction with our path, our mission, our words, our relationships. And so that's what a a little breakdown of what this prayer means.
I feel a light language from you too, my ma. Okay. Beautiful daughter. I always love when you do that. And I just want to say thank you for sharing that with us because I know that comes through your lineage. So thank mm. you. Oh, this feels like recognizing the beauty in oneself to recognize the beauty within others and the deepest wound that we have as the feminine is that we are not beautiful. We are not good enough. We are not lovable, that there is always something to fix. And this is the wound that keeps attracting the reflections that hurt us, but it's only because we've been hurting ourselves by believing in an untruth. Mm-hmm. This is a gift from the Divine Mother for you to see yourself in the way that she sees you as a beautiful child of light, a beautiful divine spark of perfection. Open your eyes. You exist because I love myself mm. and I want to experience the beauty of myself. Mm. Feeling the star mothers join in, all of the mothers from the different galaxies joining in. And we are complete, dear souls. Mm -hmm. There's one thing they want me to add in just to have that like spark of hope and Mm -hmm. that as we unlayer, unravel, unwind and we start weaving back in this amazing beautiful life that we are gifted um one of the relationship things is not expecting one person to fulfill your needs that's why we need multiple families and multiple villagers to weave together And as we go into this higher consciousness, the paradigm of relationships is not as severe. It's more, um, I'm not going to say open relationships, but it's like in a Christ consciousness, Mm -hmm. a crystalline consciousness, we are all dancing together. Sure. And so there is no limits and there is no judgments Mm -hmm. in this higher Mm -hmm. um frequency Mm -hmm. so peace with that and not to you know be graceful that's it the graceful with yourself as you walk and navigate and i thank you so much for allowing me to share my my love and my heart with you (laughs) 
Of course, of course. It's such an honor and a pleasure. And we'll have to do this again soon. Thank you so, so much. And um, I will be back with another episode, guys. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) 